podcast family. What up, what up, what up, what up, it's fucking Monday, it's fucking Monday, it's January 8th, Monday. <laughs> what if I just did that for like 10 minutes? Oh shit, man. I am laying on a sofa. Can you tell? Can you tell that I'm like reclined right now? Do I sound different? Ah, oh, just uh, went for like a three mile jog and then took a shower and made some content on Instagram and went to bed, trying to get to bed earlier. Uh, so went to bed at midnight. That's how late I've been going to bed here and trying to wake up earlier because like Argentina rules is like wake up at like, I don't know, eight because you went to bed at two because you had dinner at 1148. <laughs> That's how crazy the schedule is here, guys. But I'm like, yo, I can't do that. And since I'm not drinking late into the night uh, at dinners and like staying around being social, like having glasses. Since I'm not doing that anymore, lifestyle changes. Now I probably want to be home by like 1030 and then in bed by 1130 so that I could wake up around 530. That would be a sweet setup for the boy, J.A. But instead, I went to bed at 12 and woke up at 4, and so we're just going to get used to the new schedule. But I, I'm just an early bird, guys. I'm an early bird. Um, but I will say this. Uh, it does feel good to get, like, a good amount of sleep every once in a while, like, in terms of, like, I don't know if it's, like, sleeping in or if it's just, like, you went to bed earlier. But I used to think that, like, you didn't really need it. Like, you can do fine without it. And I was functioning. I was fine. But one time... I got eight hours and uh, I just felt like completely new in my life. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you consistently get eight hours, I don't think that's always the case because I know people that sleep eight hours and they still feel tired, right? So I think it's like you push yourself, you push yourself, you know, so for me, like six, six and a half is a good, a good place, a good sweet spot for me where I'm like still feeling really creative, really present, really aware, lots of energy. But then when I like, go like seven and a half, eight, I just feel like a, like a new energy that I didn't feel before. And it kind of pushes me and spurs me for like two days. So yesterday was one of those days and I slept seven and a half hours, uh, woke up at, uh, woke up at like seven. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep longer and see what happens. And I woke up at nine and I was like, Fucking amazing. Uh, so anyways, I only slept like four hours last night, but I have a bunch of energy because, yeah, that's just the way it is. But I am reclined and uh, yeah, I feel feel awesome. Feel awesome inside. I'm going to go down to the coffee shop here because there's like a shit ton of those here in Argentina and just sit down and probably uh, work a little bit um, on my phone while I have a almond milk latte because those are good. Anybody like lattes? I like almond milk latte. Uh, I do miss Dunkin' Donuts drip coffee. And I also miss McDonald's Arabic bean drip coffee. There's no better coffees in the world. I'm a stout American. McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts beats Italy and Argentina any day. So if you need to turn off the podcast because I said that, I'm just raised on American natural blend drip coffee. And I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I, I really do. Uh, these are the things I miss about America. 
uh, amongst of a, a, another host of things, but that's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode, my friends, and thank you so much for pressing play, is to give you a quick update on my eight days without alcohol. Uh, and I just want to, I, I was talking about this on my Instagram today, I just want to extend the invitation one more time because I feel like maybe it's you that's listening and you're like, I need to do something really challenging. And I know I was pushing that for you last episode, uh, but I want to push you into the area that I'm doing and that maybe we can do it together. If you're not a drinker, obviously it doesn't pertain to you, but apply it to something else that you do often and that potentially is causing you some sort of conflict within yourself or harm in areas of your life that right now you can't see. So let me tell you my story. Eight days, guys, eight days, and I've had to shift my paths in the city uh, and kind of like what I do because it's such a, you know, have a wine type of city, but also because I would used, I used to go out, man, and I love pasta and wine, right? And I just had to get water. I had to get water and it totally shifted the night into <laughs> what I did. I usually would sit there and scroll and like, I don't know, DM somebody, hit somebody up, a little bit of work, a little bit of content, eh, chill, listen to a Twitter space, eh, chill. And then I just got extremely focused during dinner and I had a productive conversation with a friend and I got meaningful work done. I got to bed at a reasonable hour and I woke up and I went straight into action and I started getting shit done. Had I drank, it would have been a completely different 24 hours thereafter. So I've noticed a high level of production in the homie JA. I've noticed a higher level of energy. And the next point I wanna make is I've noticed a lot more attention and detail to this present moment. I mean, imagine, it's only been eight days, but you know, I've been doing some research and stuff, and I've noticed that alcohol over time does have an effect on the brain. I don't wanna get into the science of it all because I don't know it, but I wanna just contend that even though it's been eight days, and maybe this is some placebo effect, but I do feel a lot more present to this one reality. You do know, we do know there is one reality and drugs of various kinds can move us through different dimensions and realities of time. Alcohol being a unique one as a depressant, but when we talk about marijuana and ecstasy and freaking mushrooms and all the other hosts of drugs, you do mess with other dimensions in time and reality. But as we are born into this world as little babies, we know this one reality and it's soberness and it's without the injection or the intoxication of any substance. It's just this one reality. And I've been so in touch and in tune with this one reality. And it's quote unquote sobered me to some things that I wasn't able to see. And that's what it does. That's what it does. That's, that's what it does. That's why people get locked up in prison or in a place without their drugs and they go fucking crazy for a little bit and then it kind of settles in and they're like oh oh it's gonna be okay like i i didn't die this is reality and so for me i didn't have like a crazy addiction you know that i mentioned that briefly on the on the last episode 
but I did have a stronghold where I was doing it a few times a week and I was like, I need to cut this shit off, motherfucker. So that's what I did. And I'm telling you these small little changes I've noticed in myself, like small, like, and I, and I, and I don't worry, I won't be flooding you every episode with my alcoholic updates, but I'll probably come back in like six months or so and give you another one, a little nine monther, you know, a little new baby's born, a year, we'll have an episode for that because I'm not going to fucking crack. But I wanted to take this time because yesterday I made a toast to the first week, the first of 52 weeks without alcohol. And it was, it was a big moment for me. It was a big moment for me. Um, gosh, sometimes I, I talk and I feel like, I, like I'm an alcoholic, but I, I'm not. I just, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was heavy on me for some reason and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. But I'm making this episode, guys, because I know that someone out there, you probably don't have some Southern comfort in your hand right now. That would be really funny if you did. But I know you're a drinker and you're not an addict, right? Because I'm not either. You're not an alcoholic. Maybe you are. And, 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 so, and so tread me lightly if I am offending you. But I, I'm speaking to someone directly, right? You're not an alcoholic. You're not, you're not struggling with it. But, and I was talking to my friend about this who, who was doing it with me. But every time life gets like, really challenging for you, you end up having a glass to conclude your evening or your week or the moment or the day. It, it's like, it's like, it's such, it's such a hard time. And the instant response is, let's pour a glass. I mean, it's even written in the coding of our culture and our vernacular of like, you need a drink, right? That's what we say. You need to have a glass of wine. Today's been a drag. Let's have some wine. And it's almost like an innocence to it because it's repeated so often. But my friends, what if those very moments where you pour the glass, where you have the drink and you find the comfort in the midst of pain, what if it's those moments that you're actually made to go through to evolve you and grow you into your next stage of life and consciousness and growth. And every time you pour, you comfort yourself and you stay in the exact same place. That's what I realized. That's what my boy realized who's given it up with, for a year with me too. And I have a, a couple other people that are doing six months, just had a guy write me today, he's doing a year. We're all on our own journeys and we'll all notice our own things. And I hope I don't sound like so extreme because I don't want to be that guy. But I will say that some of the biggest changes of my life were when I made extreme choices. (laughs) So do you see the paradigm here? I talked about this in the last episode about not fearing the word drastic and making changes that are drastic. And today I'm using the word extreme They're all the same. Do not be fearful of doing something very extreme and drastic because your level up might be on the other side of that. Maybe it's not alcohol, guys. Maybe it's another stronghold in your life that you should ask God to let you know what it is because we all have them. And would you have the courage to say, I will not do this for the rest 
of the year. Because it's so easy to say 30 days or 21 days to build a new habit. Guys, those are all good things and they sound really attainable and people do have changes with them. But there's another dimension to this discipline and that's that cutthroat shit that makes you feel all cringy inside when I say, give it up for a year, bro. Give it up for the entire year. Go through all the seasons, all the holidays, all the birthdays. Go through every single thing you'll experience in one fucking year and just nail that shit to the ground and give it up as an act of saying it does not have control or mastery over me. What is it, my friend? Is it alcohol? Holy shit, I'm preaching today, bro. I hope I don't sounds so intense but is it alcohol my brother is it fucking porn is it weed is it a person you need to cut out is it a fucking place you go to is it the strip club <laughs> fuck give me more give me more what is it what is it is it coffee and that's not even a bad thing, but you're like, I drink so much damn coffee and I want to know what it's like to not have caffeine anymore in my life and just give that shit up completely. Is it that? Notice none of these things are the addition of habits. Like my New Year's resolution is like, I'm going to add this into my life. I'm going to add this into my life. I'm going to add this. We have so much shit already. Let's remove some stuff, guys. Let's deduct some things. Let's get them off. Let's write them off. Let's get them off of our life, of our body, of our mindset, of our pathways, of the places we go, of the people we're around, of the things we pick up, of the stuff we pour, of the stuff we watch. What is it? We all have it. We all have one. Name yours. And would you have the courage? Would you have the fucking courage to say, I will not for one year engage any longer that's strength guys and i've said this so many times the only places and the only times that you've grown in your entire life were the places and times where you were the most uncomfortable this is not just justin's truth this is laws of the universe and it's present in nature it's present in animals it's present in birth of any animal it's <laughs> of any species life comes from a place of suffering new life is born from a place of pain new light comes out of darkness a new man a new woman emerges from the fire this isn't just Disney language, guys. This is the way reality works at its core. If you're not struggling, you are not growing. It doesn't mean life is struggle because I want to feel comfort. I'm laying on a damn sofa right now. But if I don't put challenging things in my life or in my way, I will cease to grow as a man. I will be coddled in my comfort. I will get soft as fuck and I will look like a cinnamon roll. That's not what I want, guys. That's not what you want. So how do you defeat that? You have to have challenging things in your way. 
you have to have things that are hard for you to do. And alcohol, and I'll just use that analogy, but put in your own, is something that is comfortable when we drink it. That's why we do it. It is pleasure-filled, right? It's why we do it. If it fucking was poison, we wouldn't drink it. It's good, and it makes us feel good. And there's a pleasure and a comfort that comes with it. But that pleasure and comfort can become an attachment. And when it does, it starts to ebb its way into us and destroy us very, very slowly. That's how pleasure works of any kind. Alcohol is unique because it alters our state of consciousness and it's justified by culture and people and it's legalized. But it will, if you're not careful, destroy your entire fucking life. And we know this because we have alcoholics who have done crazy things and there's whole organizations dedicated to it. Fuck around and find out. But put that on anything you want that's a vice, and it's the same concept. If you want to beat it, you must face it. And one of the best ways to face it is to remove it, to cut it out. Cold turkey, they call it. That's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm preaching. My good, good friends, that is a podcast episode from the man himself, Justin Aguirre, the host of this motherfucking podcast that I started three years ago. I want to report to you, I have never drank and made a podcast. I've always been sober, so you don't have to worry about that. I've thought about it so many times, pouring out a glass and making an episode, but for some reason, I was like, I'll never do that because for some reason, it doesn't feel right. But I was tempted so many times to do that. And I'm happy to report to you that every episode, like I said last time, will be different here going forward because my life's going to change, my brain's going to change, my habits are going to change, my moods are going to change. The way I handle and what I'm preaching to you today, the way I handle stress and difficulty, because I'm one of those guys that's like, let's pour one out. Let's pour one out, bro. Or even like this. Hey, today was a great day, man. Today was a great day. Made like a few thousand. Let's pour one out. Like it's just, it's just ingrained so much in me. I, I don't know where it's from. I don't know where it's from. But the best way to handle these things cut them out completely guys and that's what i'm giving you that's what i'm telling you that's what i think you should do so may it go well with you may you use this message and apply it appropriately on any level or facet of your life and when you do may you feel the good fruit that is born because of it Love y'all. Talk to you next time.